starting up with Virtue Zone on Dubai Eye 103.8. Indeed, all the way through till two o'clock this afternoon. Great to have your company uh, this afternoon. Live here on Dubai Eye 103.8. A huge thanks to all the team at Virtue Zone for making this happen, making dreams come true, and of course, allowing you to become your own boss. Neil Patrick alongside me. Uh, what have we got? We've got, well, we're waiting. Uh, obviously, it, it, it's that sort of strange time of year. What we're sort of a week away, or we, probably a little bit more than a week away from Ramadan. It's it's almost the last weekend before Ramadan. There's a lot going on in the city. The correct? weather is changing, weather but you know changing. what's really changing? The world right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Imagine suddenly that you were able to sell your goods to 100 million more people than ever you were able before. That's what I think tokenization is. But then I'm an amateur, so we've got some experts in the studio. I'm glad you sort of addressed that straight away, because I think the whole uh, definition of phrases out there is key. And as you say, we have been blessed to be joined by a couple of experts in this field. Uh, from Zanbank, the head of corporate business, is joining us. Hassan Sharif is with us. Hassan, always, always good to see you. Thanks so much indeed for your time. Pleasure. Pleasure. It's good to be here, Tom. How do you define tokenization? Well, tokenization, uh, it's, a, it's not a new concept. Uh, tokenization is literally taking, a, you know, it's taking an information, creating an information wrapper and creating around it an asset and then putting it on a blockchain. So idea is to just to distance the actual um, sensitive information away and then transport that information across the network. Mm. So tokenization is essentially using that. In the context of blockchain, um, the tokenization essentially is when we put that information, uh, the token on a blockchain, and which has a value. It could be around a product, an asset, a service, and that token is then transported across. The whole purpose, the underlying purpose of tokenization is security mm. itself, that you do not expose information. That's one take on tokenization. Let's get another as well. Blessed to be joined in studio by the CEO and the co-founder of Mantra, fintech entrepreneur, an investor, an educator, and today a radio star. John Patrick Mullen is alongside us. Uh, John, great to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, um, you can either do I concur with the good doctor uh, or, or you can give us your take. I do concur. <laughs> uh, I would maybe just take a little bit of a different spin on it from my perspective, uh, building a tokenization blockchain layer. So um, agree with everything Hassan said. We're actually more on the DeFi or decentralized finance side of things. So we're looking at it more from a crypto native perspective. And what that means for us is, is transacting tokens across blockchains and allowing that access that Neil uh, mentioned earlier to individuals around the world. And tokens for us can exist in any type of form, any type of asset class. We don't really care. We want to build the technical protocol that supports this tokenization for it to be easy and simply done technically, but then safe, compliant, and trustworthy as well. Um, obviously, distribution is a big part of this, and you know we're working with different partners in the region mm. to make tokenization a reality here. And, and, and it, is an, it is a buzzword. I'll be completely honest. It's a buzzword. So hopefully, we can unpack it a little bit today. Well, we, we've sort of unpacked it a little bit there. And tokenization is what's brought us four together today. It's the common theme, if you like, the, uh, the common thread between us four. But before we even do that, I'll probably jump the gum a, a gun a little bit. The gum? Uh, probably not the gum a little bit as well. I certainly jumped the gun. Uh, by uh, not allowing uh, us to introduce ourselves in terms of what we do. So let's get the mantra from Mantra, if we can. Uh, What's Mantra do, and how has it set itself apart from competition in the business? Yeah, absolutely. So Mantra is effectively building the tokenization stack, as I mentioned. We're building both the protocol level, so the actual blockchain itself that supports tokenization, 
um, as well as the application. So mm -hmm. you think about the underlying infrastructure for supporting this, the actual blockchain itself, as well as the place where you can distribute these assets, where you can buy them, where you can sell them. Um, for us, the protocol level is something that is literally just a technical ledger. It's mm -hmm. infrastructure, right? It's kind of like the internet, right, where you, anything can be built on the TCP IP protocol of the internet. The application would be the website that you visit, how you interact and, and be able to buy goods, consume information, et cetera. We differentiate ourselves by building both. Uh, we build the layer that transacts information on as well as the place where you can actually store that information, buy it, access it. Um, we're newer in the region. We've been you know, looking mm. at the UAE for, for about a little bit over a year. I actually just flew in from Hong Kong yesterday, so I'm based in, based in HK. Um, and we believe that these two particular regions, Hong Kong, the UAE, are, are, are ripe for mm. tokenization. And hopefully we can be building that corridor together with some of our partners on there. Well, you mentioned partners. And, uh, yeah. uh, and we've got, of course, uh, Assam with us here from Zand Bank. Now, it's got the word bank in there, uh, Assam. Um, yeah. But is it, is it a bank, Jim, or not as we know it? What, what is Zand Bank? Zand is a digital bank. And I think it's a great opportunity for me to clear what is a digital bank because uh, people seem to confuse a digital bank with uh, maybe an online banking service, which many of the banks have. So in a sense, a digital bank is a bank which provides you services which are digital native, which are not based on your traditional financial services stack. So, um, you know, many a time uh, people ask, what's the difference between you and a traditional bank? And I think uh, rather than having a faceplate, which is digital in the front and the back end, we are completely manual or traditional uh, digital bank services would leverage the, what the newer technologies are, as uh, John said, that we use web, uh, uh, you know, web chain and we use um, uh, many other newer technology from Web3, uh, from Web2. We facilitate fintech. So that's where the essential differences are on a digital bank. Mm. So uh, innovative banking services, harnessing the power of AI, that's what uh, Zand is all about. Tom, let me jump in and tell you why I'm super excited that these two gentlemen are around the table today. Mm. Firstly, great timing. Bitcoin's at, what is it, 63, 63 something like that. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was meeting with a customer yesterday. He was setting up an SPV specifically to lend his own Bitcoin, which he was receiving a very nice interest rate, and he was being paid, and the clever listeners out there can work out how much money he had. He's getting six Bitcoin back a month in interest. A month? A month, wow. yeah. So <laughs> great bad. timing. Yeah. The wave is happening again. Now, starting up, this show is for people who are starting up. It's for entrepreneurs. And starting up and VirtuZone are always trying to solve pain points. One pain point, Tom, you mentioned it, banking. Mm. But banking is just the start of it, right? So I know that Zanbank, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a dog with a loud bark. It's the people who are quiet who deliver. And I think that Zanbank actually represent absolutely that, building something from the ground up to mm. deliver what startups want and to make it more immediate, more seamless, and deliver exactly what you need because there's a huge market out there. Mm. Secondly, those startups need access to funding. And so Mantra, it's all, all about making it more accessible. And it's what the UAE is trying to do. Yeah, it's trying yeah. to say, why is Silicon Valley the center mm. of startups? Why can't it be the UAE where tax is an awful lot better, but access to funding? 
And one way we can get access to funding is by combining the technology that John's been talking about with the banking facilities and through tokenization. All of you guys who start up, you're sitting on an asset that probably is very difficult at the moment to borrow against. But perhaps these guys are going to work out the solution for us. So reading in between the lines, and again, I not just because you're sitting alongside me and because Jeff is, is, is outside there, but you, Jeff, George, the rest of the team down at VirtuZone, I mean, you've noticed trends when it comes to the entrepreneurial spirit here, and it has changed in, what, the 15, 16 years that you've been uh, making people their own bosses as well. To your mind, the house view at VirtuZone is that this is the way forward, this is the future. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the last few years, we had the Abraham Accords, suddenly a brand new country opened up for us. We had COVID, suddenly global nomads, such as John, are going, you know what, I can run my business from anywhere in the world. I'm sure so many Zand customers are, you know, not necessarily always based here, but are spending more and more time here, putting more and more money into the economy. And the next part of the trend is technology and what that enables us to do. And so the Web3 space. Now, during the last, let's call it crypto boom, there were a load of projects that were perhaps not built of concrete. The foundations were not there. But the technology that John is mentioning and that Asan uh, also spoke about, the technology is brilliant and it allows us to be more transparent, more secure and move faster. Mm. This guy yesterday, I, I saw there's a whale watch where you can see what the whales are investing. And he transferred, I think it was $14 billion of Bitcoin. And do you know how much it cost him to do it? Sorry, I said $2. Like it cost him $2 to send that amount of money from one place to another. That's what technology allows and what i love about what zambank are doing is they're trying to bring that efficiency to the consumer and if we do it better in the uae than anywhere else wow that's an opportunity mm. john text the enabler uh absolutely i mean i think for us um i've been in crypto for for some time now bought my first bitcoin back in 2013 so i uh, have seen all the waves all the booms i think you've seen how people have become a lot more serious about the about the actual asset but the tech has always been there right um it's improving. There's still room for improvement. We believe that we're at the kind of the forefront of the, the tech wave within, within Web3. Um, we're building on a very kind of unique tech stack. Mm. Um, I won't really get into that too, too much because it'll probably go <laughs> way over people's heads. Definitely over mine. <laughs> yeah. If I start talking about the Cosmos SDK, people might be a little bit like, what the heck? Um, SDK is a really good restaurant. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, it, but for us, it is, the, it is everything, right? We are, we are a technology business, but at the same time, we also are a financial services company. Mm. And when it comes down to that, it means trust, reputation. And that's something that we really value and, and something that I think the UAE has taken significantly seriously, particularly with creating a new regulatory authority here as well. What's interesting, though, and Asan, I want to get your thoughts on this, because you know you're forward fronting in terms of corporate business. We know that tech is an enabler. Um, We expect John to say that, and he's he's, he's put it very well. But is it also one of the things that's holding the business back to a certain degree, because people just don't understand the tech? And Mm -hmm. is that what's preventing them from getting involved? Yes, to some extent. uh, But I think there are a lot more other things. Uh, Tech is relatively new. Uh, it's not something which has been there for a long time. People, there's an adoption as well. Uh, and I think the more important thing is for the mainstream adoption is the regulation and awareness as well. Mm. I think regulatory aspect is very important because there was no regulations around it. Um, there is nothing on a framework. How do you know? How do you transact? How you interact with the people on the blockchain? 
uh, what kind of products, what are the protocols. I think that's where the things, uh, you know, are trying to come together, and especially in the UAE. Uh, the regulatory frameworks are pretty solid and robust. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, regulatory, uh, uh, you know, aspects coming into the play, and I think that's where uh, this region is really shining. And uh, I think with the, from the bank's perspective, uh, banks, uh, financial institution brings a lot of uh, trust into the whole ecosystem. Uh, people trust banks. Uh, banks are highly regulated. Uh, they are very uh, follow every regulations. Uh, they are trustworthy. And I think with the adoption of this technology from the digital banks uh, like Zand really puts it into the mainstream. Gents, we want to continue this conversation, and we will throughout the course of this hour, uh, but we've got to make time for a little bit of a breather. Uh, we're talking tokenization today, a couple of songs along the way as well. And if, you, you know, if you're thinking about, I mean, what we're talking about today, we're talking about tokenization. You're looking for one way to break away from the banking system as you know it. Do you want to get away from fiat currencies? I don't know. This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business set up with no regrets. On Dubai I 103.8. This is starting up with Virtue Zone. Do it each and every Thursday, one through till two. Uh, Mr. Neil Petch and myself are joined today by uh, two thought leaders in the world of tokenization and digital banking. Uh, we've got Hassan Sharif, the head of corporate business for Zand Bank, here in studio. And alongside he, it is John Patrick Mullin, who's the CEO and the co founder of Mantra. Loads of questions coming in from our listeners, so we're going to cut straight to the quick and address a few of those. A lot of people, Hassan, uh, asking about. Um, that the, the whole the digital approach, uh, because as Neil mentioned a little bit earlier on today, one of the big things that Virtuzone has seen in the past, and one of the big moans they've heard from clients and prospective clients is banking and getting banking, especially for startups, unproven. They haven't got the background, they haven't got the account listing, etc. Uh, they haven't got all the bits and pieces that banks would like to see. Uh, what, what's the difference now from, from a startup point of view when it comes to digital banking and specifically tokenization as well? Why does it appeal to someone setting out on their own? Yeah, um, I think from a startup perspective, it's getting a banking service has been a little bit of a trouble here. But I think with the digital banks, um, we, we make it much more easier, accessible. Uh, the platforms are much more accessible. People can approach. Uh, and I think from the from the overall setup perspective, it's much more easier, cost efficient. Uh, you talked about tokenization. Mm. And I think that's also a great way uh, for, for many of the uh, startups to leverage on the blockchain technology. Uh, you see a lot of uh, startups, they are looking to see how they can leverage themselves, especially into the funding rounds, uh, getting into the the legal space where they are, they want to see investors coming in, they want to see other partners coming in. And I think uh, tokenization could be one way out where they can do this more efficiently without uh, you know doing uh, a lot of expenses in terms of your typical processes. Mm. So when we talk about tokenization, um, tokenization of assets really unlocks the liquidity into uh, in, in your traditional illiquid assets. Mm. Uh, we're talking about um, tokenization of financial assets uh, like securities, bonds, uh, shares. We're talking about uh, tokenization of um, other illiquid assets like real estate, which is one of the biggest uh, illiquid asset class out there. Mm. So I think uh, from the startup perspective, uh, a digital bank really understands their requirements. They, mm. they kind of help them to go through and navigate through the process. And with the products and services, they can really help them reduce the overall cost, unlock the liquidity that 
liquidity uh, that they really want to uh, benefit from. Yeah, let me sell a little bit on behalf of Zambank because apparently it's much more powerful when someone else other than yourself boasts. <laughs> and as then you are extremely yeah. modest. What the customer hates is just not knowing is that gray area what you know what's happening what's the next stage the more you they don't mind being asked 200 questions if they know what the questions are it's when they don't know what the questions are and they're waiting and waiting and waiting and what technology allows us to do is to share is to put all of that key information in a safe and give people access to the key so that they can open it up so so many people in the UAE know their passport number because they've had to fill it out a hundred times why do you have to fill it out a hundred times if you filled it out in your virtue zone application why should you have to do it again when you go over to Zan Bank? So putting stuff in the blockchain, you hear that term, and a lot of people listening probably turn off, put it in the blockchain, I hear it again. Oh. Well, actually, it has a real-world application. Mm. And if I may, uh, Asan, I want to, you know, look, you're sitting here with your hat on representing a very regulated structure. It has to be regulated because yeah. one rotten apple can spoil the rest of the barrel. We get that. But if I may, just on behalf of the listeners out there, your personal answer, how is our world going to change in the UAE over the, over the next 12 months because of these technologies and because what Zambank are doing? Well, um, this is, uh, I think, personally, I am uh, very pro on the new technologies. I, I, I think this is the new way. This is the, uh, the next uh, money, if you may call it. Um, in terms of unlocking uh, potential, um, one of the more important aspects is how is the overall ecosystem around. UE has a very robust ecosystem. There's a lot of uh, support coming in from all corners. The government supports coming in. Uh, there are you know partners like Mantra and many other uh, startups and many other established companies which are uh, you know which are landing in UAE and they are operating here. So I think the whole ecosystem is thriving. And from my perspective, where I see from the banking side, the regulation and the active players and the active community really is contributing to this dream. Uh, I think Dubai uh, especially is having a, a lot of uh, new startups coming in. And UAE uh, has cemented itself as a very strong player in the global uh, uh, scene where, where they're seeing as a more positive, very receptive area to, to yeah, bring I mean, let me ask you on this, Essen. So we're, we're sitting here right next to the world's most populous country. Yeah. We're very close to the second most populous country that loves doing trade with the UAE. The most populous country just beat England at cricket. Not very happy about that. But I love the fact that we're here. And, you know, politically, the UAE has, has, been, has played an amazing role of, of being neutral for 50 years, for 60, 70 years, whatever it might happen to be. How does, you know, technology and, and people buying a coffee or sending money to be able to buy a property somewhere else in, 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 in the world. How do you think, what, what, what's the future for us in, in, in that respect, efficiency that we were talking about before? Yeah, um, uh, I think UAE's, uh, the efficiency you, you talk about there, so I think from the overall, um, being a smaller, uh, you know, not that much of a bigger country, but I think the, the, 
the time to react is very important. What the way the the leadership of the country is really uh, embracing the change, and you see the government level initiatives there. That just sets it apart from many of the other countries that you see around the globe. So I think the embracing of technology, the embracing of agenda, the U.S. digital agenda is where the Zand is really uh, is proud to be a part of. That we are moving that toward that agenda and common goal. Uh, and I think that's going to make a huge impact. Uh, it's going to put UAE uh, squarely on uh, in in the middle of what's happening on the globe around the world. Going to get more from Asan and John in a few moments' time. In fact, both of them have agreed to answer a couple of your questions as well. We are uh, proffering you a great advice. UAE's startups are out there at the moment. Uh, advice coming through from founders uh, and heads of organisations here. This is Starting Up with Virtue Zone. You're listening to Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business setup with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yes, indeed. Thursday afternoons. This is when I get to play Goose to Neil Petch's Maverick over there in the fighter pilot seat. Uh, we're with you all the way through till two o'clock. We're talking tokenization today. Yeah, OK. Before you turn off, before you get a little bit scared, I know it's a phrase that might be new to a number of you, but as we've been hearing in the first half hour, um, this is something that's been in place for a long time. This is nothing new. It is something that is uh, more and more people are becoming more aware of at the moment, and it could change your business future as well. So stay tuned now as we sort of talk to Hassan Sharif, Head of Corporate Business for Zanbank, and John Patrick Marlin, who is the CEO and the co-founder of Mantra. John, I want to get your thoughts here, because you mentioned there you just got off the plane from Hong Kong. That's where the HQ is for Mantra. But yeah, you're spying and eyeing this part of the world at the moment as well. You're a man that I'm sure jumps in out of geographies and look at, looks at the regulations that are in place. And who better to ask then to address, you know, I'm sure a question on many people's out, minds out there at the moment going, all good and well, these experts talking about it. But me, as somebody that's about to leave my full-time job to try and pursue my future with a startup and my, my dream come true business, etc. How is this going to impact me? Is it, is, it, is it about sort of speaking to the real person and bringing it down? Is there an education process as well? Absolutely. I mean, I think when you start throwing blockchain tokens, crypto and all the lingo that comes with it, um, people get scared and it's something you need to kind of dumb down a little bit and take that away to get the normal people normal we call them no coiners <laughs> uh, the normal people to come uh, <laughs> to come and and participate in this ecosystem and and honestly the technology itself has room to grow as i mentioned earlier um, it is challenging for people if they're using different you know ledgers or keys to to transact on blockchains and with different wallets and everything and it's scary and you know when you come and do transactions on a chain and you see these strings of numbers which identify the wallet address of where you're sending. If you copy-paste the wrong, the wrong wallet, it's gone, right? So um, that's an expensive lesson to learn and it's something that we take really seriously in terms of building that trust with the products that we're offering. Um, blockchain is a, you know, an open, transparent financial ledger, but when it comes to something that's permissionless, uh, once you do the wrong thing, you can't take it back. So there is, there does need to be a hybrid model where you have some sort of recourse, particularly when it comes to tokenized assets or things that are a bit more regulated. Um, it's something that we've been exploring in the technology that we build, the ability to have protective layers in there for you know asset issuers or people who want to you know tokenize different types of products, so that. You know, let's say you tokenize a house and then you send it to the wrong address. That house isn't done. It's gone forever, right? You, you need to be able to manage these things properly and effectively with the technology at play. It's something that, you know, I think 
working both at the technological level, the regulatory level, and then you know other intermediaries, banks, financial institutions, et cetera, is, is really kind of where it's all coming together now. I think that's why Dubai and the UAE particularly is an attractive region for us because you have that mix of everything coming together. I think another important piece for us is the talent. Um, hiring people who are technically capable of building this stuff, understanding the space, both on the crypto Web3 side as well as the Web2 or traditional side, it's hard to find. Um, so we're, you know, we, as I mentioned, we've been here for, for, for you know, over a year now. It's a place that I'm spending a lot more time really enjoying it. The, we've looked at regulatory authorities and, and operations frameworks all over the place. I mean, from the U.S. to Europe to Singapore to Hong Kong. And we're, you know, we're choosing here for a reason, right? And, and I think the regulatory authorities that have, um, you know, put frameworks in place give that clarity, it, you don't have to ask questions. There's, you don't have that gray area anymore, as, as Neil was alert, uh, mentioning earlier. You, you know what you need to do. You know how you need to do it. And it gives a little bit of – not a little bit, a lot of bit of trust to the intermediaries coming to build here, um, but also to the people who want to be able to actually interact with the technology itself. So, yeah. Yeah, I think as soon as people hear regulation, an entrepreneur immediately, oh, regulation. <laughs> but actually, regulation is – the foundations that you build your house on. Absolutely. So if we can build those foundations smoothly and, and quickly, then you're in a much better place to be able to borrow money more cheaply. And so, JPM, come on, real life. Same question as I put to sure. Hassan. How, how is someone's life going to change because of this technology? So I think like we were doing an offsite in Hong Kong last week and we talked about what is the purpose of our business. Yeah. It's a big question, right? And I think our purpose is to provide financial access and opportunity for everyone. That means you use the technology to provide access to different types of products, to different types of assets that were you know, potentially not accessible before. Blockchain allows that. Um, for me, a personal example would be, I've, you know, I'm, I've been in crypto since 2013, a very, very long time. A lot of my wealth is in digital assets. Um, if I wanted to go and buy shares, Tesla, Google, whatever, NVIDIA maybe maybe a better example of late, um, it would basically mean that I'd have to go from my crypto wallet to a crypto exchange to my bank account to a brokerage to do all of that, incurring capital gains, incurring fees, incurring time, friction, etc. Frankly, that stinks. <laughs> yeah. So what we're building at Mantra, I literally say multiple times, I'm building it for myself because I want to be able to get access to stocks in tokenized form. I want to get access to real estate, to all these different other types of financial instruments and products to improve my life, improve my financial uh, upside um, in token form. And if I can do that from a single wallet, even better, right? I can do that from my crypto wallet through stable coins, through on-chain instruments. That's really what we're doing. And, and I think this idea is great about connecting my wallet with my bank account, hopefully a Zan bank account, yeah. <laughs> um, my brokerage account, my investment portfolio, all these things all from one single point, reducing friction, allowing that access and providing that opportunity for everyone. So I remember we were trying to raise money at VirtuZone to invest in some new products a few years ago. And we went to a bank, it wasn't Zan Bank, and, and we had a property and the property was not mortgaged and we were going to have to change the ownership document, mm. we were going to have to pay the, the percentage to the authority. These are the sort of real life regulatory things that I think the UAE is, is changing about. But Jepim, can you just, you know, specifically, because real estate is, mm. you know, wel welcome to Dubai, by mm. the way, real estate, <laughs> again, is, is is booming. So if we Absolutely. can give a, a real estate example to, to what Mantra might facilitate people to do. Yeah. So without giving too much away, <laughs> um, it is definitely an asset class that I think is, is, is highly relevant to the region. 
and I'll be completely honest, it's maybe not the most interesting one for me personally because I think there's so many other different assets out there which which you can tokenize. Um, you know, we talked earlier about wine, although you said you're, you're you'd be drinking the wine if if you, <laughs> if you had it. Um, but you know, real estate is important. It's a massive asset class. It's huge in the region, um, and there is an ability, like I said, to give access and ability for other people outside of the region to to actually invest into that asset class. Um, if you talk about you know, people, particularly in developing countries, right? They might not have a bank account. They're definitely not going to be able to get exposure to that asset class here, which has been booming. But honestly, they have cell phones. They have crypto wallets. They have crypto exchange accounts. And if you can do all of that via your phone, via crypto and digital assets, buying you know fractionalized ownership, I think okay. that's, that's the important idea. Because most people can't I – mean, not most people. Some people cannot afford to buy an entire piece of property. But maybe you can get a piece of it, which has upside potential. It has yield, yield-bearing opportunities because you can have rental yield. These are all really important things that, that fractionalization and tokenization brings about. Gents, uh, we're going to throw a couple of questions your way in a few moments' time. A lot of people getting involved with their questions. This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business set up with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. It is Starting Up with Virtue Zone into our final segment of the week. Uh, Neil Petch, the chairman of Virtue Zone, alongside uh, myself, Tom Urquhart. We're in conversation with the head of corporate business for Zand Bank, uh, Asan Sharif, and of course, John Patrick Mullen, who's the CEO and the co founder of Mantra. We're in a studio uh, taking advice from these two gents on all things tokenizations, all things digital banking and otherwise. We've been asking you for your questions and guess what? People have actually reacted as well, which is great to hear from you. Here is a question coming through from a serial entrepreneur, Matteo Boffa, who is wondering how tokenization can help investors like himself. So my question is, when it will be possible in Dubai or in the UAE to uh, acquire share in startups, so invest in start- startup and acquire shares in it without having to spend a lot of money into the change of uh, documents and cap table, how we can structure it in an easy and fast way, because this is something that is very needed, uh, you know, for a startup being a lot of money for lawyers and admin fee. At the end of the day, it's more the money that you spend in putting the name of a new investor into a piece of paper than uh, the money that you collect for your own business. Uh, Sam, what's your hot take on that one? Yeah, I think that this question really uh, puts um, the tokenization on the spot. Uh, This is what exactly tokenization is about. Mm. It's about really uh, supercharging these kind of uh, assets classes and making them transact seamlessly. I think we are very close in terms of uh, pushing out the regulatory frameworks out there. Uh, the you know the the infrastructure is ready, and there are partners like Mantra who are also working on the technology aspects, uh, as uh, as well as Zan Bank. Uh, I think putting uh, this is a this just highlights what exactly tokenization entails. In today's world, the tokenization can really unlock the potential of having these kind of investment products because you tokenize an asset; it's on the blockchain. And the token themselves are all on the same chain. So basically, the value of money, the records, the store value, uh, everything is on the same layer. So effectively, you can transact very efficiently, quickly, and, and uh, it, it complies with all the regulations. So the smart contracts around this uh, can be constructed. Uh, there can be a lot of innovation around it. So from the bank's perspective, uh, we are working toward unlocking the potential on this uh, area of blockchain. Mm. Uh, we are also looking how we can comply with all the regulatory requirements. 
Plus, uh, it unlocks a whole lot more liquidity by providing fractionalization. So you don't have to actually buy a bigger chunks. You can subdivide it. And these can be, you know, accessed globally. You no longer, the distribution channels becomes really, really accessible. Mm. You don't have to be limited to an exchange. You don't have to go through the lengthy procedures. You can just tokenize an asset and it's available instantly globally on a blockchain. And I think that's where, um, you know, you're going to see a lot of changes coming through with the digital banks. John, anything to add on that one? I mean, I think capital formation is one of the most important use cases of tokenization, as Hassan was mentioning. Um, it is something that I do believe is happening in Dubai quicker and, and, and um, sooner than in other jurisdictions. Um, obviously, these are regulated activities when you're talking about securities. Uh, equity shares in a company are, is a security. Um, so that is something that you know need to get involved with the various different regulators, whether it's VARA, um, you know, the, the new crypto regulator here. Um, or ESCA or any of the others. Um, it is important to make sure that you abide by all these things, and you know, obviously we're, we're looking to, to do that. Massio really mentioned a real-life problem there. Absolutely. So, again, so many people listening, they're, they're starting up, and uh, uh, we've said so many times, Tom, one of the biggest mistakes is go chasing the money, spend all the time trying to raise cash. Mm. And Matteo has mentioned the lawyers' fees, the admin mm. fees, the paperwork, the time. Absolutely. These are big problems that stand in the way of small organizations having the cash to grow. And Sorry. what tokenization does is enable you to dip your, your toe in it. You don't need to do 100% of it. It enables you to do it efficiently and smoothly and not spend all of your time on it. Because what we want, what Zanbank want, what Mantra want, and what VirtuZone want is for the, the startup people listening to be focusing on launching their business and running their business and generating profits and recruiting great talent, not on the inverted commas red tape. Right. Have I, got to- I think I've got time, yeah. I've got time for one more. Um, probably get in trouble with the producers. But you know what? That's what we do. We're starting up with Virtues. And bring on the trouble. Why not? Because uh, we've got Mahmoud Batawi here, uh, former guest of the show, in fact, the founder of Under 500. He's got a question for you both. I would want to know, uh, is this regulated if I own a fractional property on this platform? Uh, is there a government body that will attest it? I think that for me, regulation is probably the most important question to ask when it comes to tokenization of property. 30 seconds on this one. John, let's start with you. Definitely regulated. Um, <laughs> we were literally participating in conversations with regulators yesterday on this specific topic of tokenization, uh, particularly when it pertains to real estate. Um, I think Zanbank is doing some great stuff uh, working with the, the local governmental uh, bodies and agencies to make sure that you know, we can build all the technology in the world, but it needs to make sure that when you talk about RWAs or real-world assets such as real estate, whatever happens on the chain also translates to what's happening and what needs to happen in the real-world uh, legal structures and frameworks. Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, it's very important that whenever we are transacting uh, with entities and we're interacting with this, regulation is the most important uh, factor. Anything which is unregulated poses a very substantial risk. And I think the the regulatory framework is very robust uh, in UAE and have, people should interact with the regulator uh, entities. And that's where the banks and financial institutions are working toward uh, the same goal of creating that sort of a, uh, clarity that who's regulated, who's working on the right side, and then looking at the right products and services. Right, I really am going to get in trouble now. We are into the final minute of the show, so 20 seconds each. Closing statements to the jury and the judge this afternoon. Uh, Neil Petch, I'm going to start with you. What do you want
want people to take away from this conversation? I'm going to steal it from my guests, actually. When the regulator really wants something to happen, it happens much faster. Nowhere better than here. These guys can't talk about some of the things that they've been telling us off air. But guys, watch this space. It's happening. The regulator supports it. The consumer need it. And the technology and the banking is here to deliver it. Don't give away the secrets. The best conversations happen off air, don't they, eh? Hassan, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 20 seconds from you. Closing statement. I think uh, the market is a turning point. Uh, the technology is here. The regulations here. The All the participants here, I think. Uh, the whole awareness is is uh, right there. So I think this whole market is going to just simply explode. There's going to be a lot more activity and yeah, watch yeah. the space. That's I'm Sharif, Head of Corporate Business for Zanbank. Thanks so much indeed for your Welcome. time. And JPM flown in especially to be on the radio today. <laughs> flown all the way from Hong Kong for this one. Final thoughts from you? Well, just thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure uh, having the conversation with everyone today. Um, we're really excited to be here in Dubai. Uh, we have a mantra of tokenizing the world and no place better than starting by tokenizing Dubai. Great to have you here. CEO and co-founder of Mantra. Check them out, of course, uh, M-A-N-T-R-A. And, of course, all the team at Zanback. That's Zand with a Z, not a Z, a Z, all right, you know? We could get into arguments about that, but uh, we're going with a Z today. And where do we find you on Coinbase, John? On Coinbase? We're not on Coinbase yet, but you, ah. not financial advice. You can find us on Binance. <laughs> Binance, okay. Not financial advice. Got to say that. Uh, thanks to all three of our guests. Uh, Neil, enjoyed that one. Uh, should we do it all again next week? Be your own boss, Tom. Hashtag, yeah? Oh, yeah. I think it's got a ring to it. Yeah, so someone must come up with that and trademark it. Oh, <laughs> uh, we did. Right, we said we loved Ireland. Bye-bye.